All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome into Fantasy Foes. Corey Foster, the Fantasy Executive, and Adam Ronis, right here, Cloud 10 Podcast Network. Thank each and every single one of you who've already subscribed. New subscribers, come on in. Welcome to the party. We are, at the time of taping this, a little over 24 hours away from the start of the 2023 NFL season, and Adam Ronis is starting to get dramatic now because Travis Kelsey waits till everybody finishes drafting to hyperextend his knee. Yeah, that's just the worst news that you wanted to hear if you drafted Kelsey. I have not drafted Kelsey in yeah, me any neither. drafts. <laughs> Man, I just, I don't know what it is. And look, I got burned by it last year because I was like, well, he's a year older. What happens if he injury strikes? And I believe he has not missed a game due to injury since 2013. There was a, maybe a COVID game and like just a healthy scratch so he plays all the time and we know the connection he has with Mahomes it's just the opportunity cost in the first round is so expensive I only did it in a mock I think you were in that mock too is that the one that um Lawrence joint yeah yeah so I said you know what let me see I can't even remember how my team turned out but it was a mock so we, we always say this right the true test is what do you do when you're on the clock and the money's on the line that's different and I haven't Yes, it is a difference. And I don't see, I don't experiment in mocks. We don't even do mocks anymore, to be honest. For real, so, son. You know, like, that's the only mock that I did this year. Um, you know, Lawrence Jackson's our boy. So, yeah, I'm going to do it for him. You know what I'm saying? And but every other draft that I do is best ball. And because to me, you can win some money. And that, that's where you can figure Put things out. Put your strategy so have, together, definitely. Yeah. So, I haven't d- drafted Kelsey. I was probably gonna do it in my home league at pick nine he didn't make it there and then at pick nine i took cooper cup <laughs> wonderful that was yeah. uh, august 28th though so that was before the setback so yeah you know it's crazy because this preseason we didn't have like a major, major injuries yeah season ending injury but we have a lot of injuries but when you talk about kelsey now cup judy mclaurin i'm sure i'm missing someone else too yeah, but Dobbins, not yet at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we got a, a Rashad Penny. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, and, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that. So you, you kind of hit on a couple of the things I did want to hit on in this program. I wanted to look at some exposure as far as let you know, like my exposure to certain players, get your exposure to certain players, certain players we don't have that I still want to get to. I think I got at least one more draft. I'm not sure if you are finished. Are, are, are you finished yet? Right now I am, but I have a feeling that I can jump in like a an OC or a RT Sports because I didn't do any of those yet. I did a couple last year and finished in the money in one. I did my silver bullet, though, for the NFFC. Okay. So, yeah, I think I want to hop in one more auction just, because, just so I can get the players that we're going to talk about a little bit later on, right? But um, you mentioned Cooper Cup. So I had never run as heard of anybody going to see a hamstring specialist. Well, they just said a body specialist. Did they specifically say hamstring? I said I thought it was a hamstring specialist. Yeah, I thought, I thought them, they said body specialist okay. too. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It man. really like, is, right? Something's not right. I really. think so. Yep. Yeah. So I would. I'm definitely where. Like I saw people taking him still in the second round now. Maybe those drafts are high-dollar ones, and these are people that have so many leagues that, yeah, they're like, okay, if he... But not everyone can do that. No. A lot of people listening are in, you know, maybe one to four drafts. So I just am not going to take Cooper Cup at this point. Like, he would have to fall 
late third, early fourth for me to consider. And it also depends on the caliber of competition. You know, if you're playing in a home league that, you know, there's not some good players, you can be more aggressive there. But if you're playing in a high dollar league where most of the people know what they're doing, it's just different drafts. Yeah. Here's the problem, man. And if you did early drafts, you can go back and look. Like I was just looking at my FFPC and I have Judy on it, DJ Chark and Shahid. Now I think Shahid's gonna be okay, but Judy could sit out, Chark could sit out. That's already two guys. So imagine, you know, you take Cop and you take the risk and then week one, you have two other players get hurt. Now you got three guys on your roster that are out. You're already, you know, at a thin spot early in the year. So that's the whole thing about taking too much risk in the draft and taking these injured players, yeah, it could pay off big time, but it could also put you in a deep hole early in the season. Yeah, and you see, that's the problem right there. I, like I said, I'd rather not take the risk, like I said, depending, like I said, for, for, for the most part, when I talk about leagues, it's like mid-stakes, high-stakes leagues, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really going to talk about nothing that I don't have no stakes behind. I don't think it does the audience any, any, any service on that, right? So I saw Kelsey... In a NFFC last night, Kelsey is going about mid-second to the 2-3 turn. Cooper Cup is on the 3-4 turn. I'm not drafting either. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, I I mean, look, the early indication with Kelsey is that it doesn't sound that bad. But, you know, who knows? Uh, the ACL is intact. Sounds like it's more like a bone bruise. I know his brother, Jason Kelsey, came out and said he's fine, but... Yeah, that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, exactly. I doubt he plays Thursday night. You know, obviously, by the time you listen, you you should know unless he's a game-time decision. I mean, look, the Chiefs have to be smart here. They're yeah. all about the Super Bowl. There's this guy's no 34 way. years old. Yeah, there's no way you put him out there on Thursday night. I don't care if he comes in. He's like, hey, I'm good. Like, look at the swelling. It doesn't matter. You're like, you know what? It's week one. Sit this out. Not a big deal. Uh, they could probably still win, even though that spread is now down to four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. You know, I was going to take Detroit at six and a half. Me too. <laughs> and now at four and a half, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now I'm like, maybe See, I want to pivot back. To, because here's the thing. Only thing that's going, so here's the thing. With, with Kelsey out, you know what my play is? The over on Patrick Mahomes rushing yards. Yeah, and it's, in, it's a 13 and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah, he always goes over that, man. Like that line is something uh, that I looked at a lot last year. Because, you know, he'll drop back to pass, and then no one's open, and he'll take off, and yeah. he can run. And if he so, gets into a close game and Kelsey's not there, he's going to rely on his legs more so than Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore and all these, you know, receivers that people are going to be putting. Yo, Ronas, people putting these people in their lineups this week. Rasheed Rice cannot be in your lineup. That's for, it, What about Sky Moore? Yes. Okay, you, um, you'll see Sky Moore in the 12-team. You don't mind Sky Moore? I pro well, I mean, our GST league is two running backs, three receivers, two flex, so it's a little that bit That he had to lineup. start in that. Yeah, yeah, he'll be in my lineup. I drafted him in that one, so he'll be in there. Um, I, I, I'm working on my rankings. They'll be out at themessenger.com on Thursday. My guess is uh, they're tricky this week because if Kelsey is out, you know some of these receivers will put up numbers, but they will spread it out. Sky Moore, I think so. Mahomes had some comments saying Moore was kind of overwhelmed last year. He was a rookie. It's a tough offense, and you have to understand that. So that, to me, would signal not great things for Rasheed Wright either, and we saw him drop a couple passes in the preseason. Kadarius Tony's a tricky one because they said he's good to go, but you know he's not going to play a full complement of staffs, but he's also a guy that he doesn't need a lot to produce so i was on tony early in best ball season uh, i have not drafted him since uh so he's going to be a tricky one 
MVS you can never trust. No, God, so, no, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a tough situation. No, no doubt, I, I agree with you with that one right there. Um, as far as that spread goes, like I said, I don't have to make the pick right here. But right now, I'm starting to lean back towards Kansas City, or that prop may be my biggest player tonight because I'm cool with getting one win and getting out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, you know, I'm trying, trying to hit a grand slam. I'm just trying to have a good night, Ronis. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, Kansas City, the what they they usually don't cover big spreads. No, they at don't. All. They they tend to play close games, but man. It just Mahomes just seems to find a way to get the job done. I know people last year were saying, "Oh, Kansas City's in trouble, no Tyree Kill," and they had a great season. But now you take Kelsey away too. I mean, that is his security blanket. That's the guy he looks to on third down. That's the guy he looks to in the red zone. So it'll be real interesting to see how they perform. But again, it's not like Detroit's defense is great. I know they made additions and people are hype on Detroit, but I think we need to temper the expectations a little bit. You know, they did it with no pressure. They came back. They got off to a good start. They finished the season strong. I think what they're doing there, changing the culture, I like the direction they're headed in. But let's calm down with, you know, throwing a parade for Detroit. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's calm down with throwing a parade for Detroit. But let me tell you something. I do like Jared Goff tomorrow night. I mean, well, on game night, you know what I mean? Mainly because without Chris Jones there, that's a clean pocket. He is by far their best player on defense. He can disrupt an offensive game plan. He gets in the middle. He gets in that paint. He disrupts quarterbacks. If you don't get in that paint, golf with a clean pocket can light these dudes up. Does it concern you that he does not play well on the road? Well, it concerns me that he's Jared Goff. You know what I'm saying? Dude, listen, dude, listen to these splits from last year, okay? At home, 23 touchdowns, three interceptions. On the road, six touchdowns, four interceptions. They, those are not. Those are not. That's not. That's problematic. Those splits Very. right there. And they do. But the one good thing, if you're looking ahead, they have a lot of games in the dome. I think something like uh, ten of their last eleven games in the dome inside, where he obviously plays better. Uh, but yeah, I mean, no Jamison Williams suspended. Uh, Jameer Gibbs should be involved heavily in the passing game. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown should have a monster game. I believe when I last saw his receptions prop was six and a half, and that was something he consistently went over. Um, I did draft him in a few leagues. He did get pricey. You know, I've seen him go as high as five or six in some of the high-stakes leagues. I took him at nine in the GST league. Uh, but, yeah, he should get peppered with targets in this game. Yeah, no, I, I think that's going to be interesting to look at his props and his numbers. And I was agreeing with you. I look at that one over. I was looking at the over on that one as well because I think that's a number that 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 he can hit. Um, so I want to talk about exposure, right, Ronis? And I think like when you look at your heavy exposure. Now, like I said, I didn't I didn't include my best balls because I can't count all that many players. Like you know, I try to have a social life too. Like. I'm not Scott Angle, you, you know what I'm saying? I said I tried to. Fool, 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 <laughs> yeah, right, so. Every time I talk to you, I got an appointment. Got, <laughs> I got 10 minutes for the podcast. <laughs> so, all right, so check it out, right? So, you know, Scott Angle, now let me stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Scott Angle, like, so it'd be like a lot of in game guys, whatever, right? But then I was going through it, the, a player that I have on four or six of my redrafts where I'm going to be mid-stakes setting lineups trying to win money is Tyler Lockett. And I'm like, that's because Tyler Lockett is severely undervalued in fantasy football, Ronis. You ever notice that? This is oh, a guy who year. is a wide receiver two slash wide receiver one who goes in the sixth round. It's every year this happens. And I think the reason this year is people are excited 
for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. I feel like he's going to come in. And Lockett is 30 years old. So I think it's those two factors. But I think it was, there was one year where he was very inconsistent. Uh, I think it was two years ago, maybe it was. Um, and my concern was la- a little concerned last year, but he was so cheap. He was ninth, 10th round last year. My concern last year was, oh, damn. Gino and Drew Locke, yeah, and whoever. Yeah, is yeah. gone. So, I mean, look, I didn't have Metcalf or Lockett last year. And I look back and I go, you know what? It's easy to second guess, like, of course, no Geno Smith coming. But the whole lesson that I learned was you're taking a talented player in round nine or ten. If it doesn't work out, it's not going to crush you. So bank on the talent. And that's kind of what I've done with Chris Godwin this year. Like, everyone's off on Godwin and Evans. And I said this. And again, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's going to be Geno Smith. It's game script, though. Right. And they're going to be passing on play from behind. So I, I, I think it's a similar situation. But you're right on Lockett, man. It's like every year. This guy has eight touchdowns in five straight years. He has a, a, at least 1,000 yards four straight years. I mean, even last year with Geno, he still had 84 receptions. He had 117 targets. Yeah, man, I took him in the GST in round five. That might be a little early, but, you know, receivers get pushed up the board. But, yeah, I just – I think, again, I think people are worried about Jackson Smith and Jigba coming in. But why can't – All three now, of them can be, eat. Yeah, I think all three can eat if they go with three wide sets. Now, they really haven't done that, but I don't think they've had the personnel. And they don't have a tight end that commands targets. They yeah. have to force the ball to. No doubt. I agree with you on that. Um, then after that, it was kind of like in-game guys like, like um, you know, um, what's your man name? Um, Deuce Vaughn and Hayden Hurst. A lot of exposure to guys like that. Into the bench type of guys, you know what I'm saying, that you can't get rid of. And then, okay, okay so I'm like, okay, those are guys I was extremely overweight on. Then I came down to the next level, Ronas, and that's where I see a lot of Odell Beckham and Zay Flowers. And I've never really been a big fan of Baltimore's passing game outside of Andrews and Jackson. But I guess with this new offensive coordinator and the the excitement around this new offense, I'm more willing to take Flowers or Beckham and kind of have a wait-and-see approach with those two guys. Yeah, I agree. I have have Flowers quite a bit. Don't really have Beckham just because I take Flowers and Bateman more. That's the only reason why. But, yeah, I agree. I think this Ravens offense can really take off. I think Lamar Jackson could be in the MVP conversation this year. You know, he had 36 touchdowns, the, the passing touchdowns the year he won the MVP. Uh, the injuries have been a factor the last two years, but you know, I, I think the offense is going to open things up. They're going to play at a faster pace. So I definitely – for uh, the prices, too. I mean, Flowers has kind of moved up a little bit, but, you know, Bateman's still relatively cheap. Uh, Beckham's cheap. Uh, everyone's obviously on Andrews, but I, I think this passing game could really take off. Yeah, no. So I'm looking, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, okay, I can get behind, you know, those players a little bit heavily exposed to those players. I got, you know, who else I got a lot this uh, year. This Ronis end game guy though, Hunter Renfro. No one wants him. No one. I just looked my FFPC draft. Is he on the waiver wire? Yep, he's on the waiver wire. You think people be picking him up this year? Will I pick him up? I mean, are you... Or people? You know how um, people hate Jimmy Garoppolo. I know. They do. They hate Jimmy uh, Garoppolo, so it's kind of like, okay, well, I hate all the Raiders. Now, he could be better in this offense this year. 
I think the reason why people are down on him is because they brought in Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. So they think he's going to get targets. You have Devontae Adams as well. So I think that's why. And he did he did really tell off, if I'm not mistaken. I know he got banged up, but I think that's the reason why. I think people feel Jacoby Myers is going to come in. They paid him, and he's going to get the targets and run for a wall. Yeah, and then you mentioned... And I, I got a lot of Lamar Jackson, right? I have a lot of Geno Smith. When I don't have a big quarterback, I've dropped down to Geno Smith, right? At these last couple drafts I had, I took Sam LaPorter. And he has become a very popular tight end. If you wait too long for your tight end, he's a guy people are jumping on. Are you there on LaPorter? Absolutely. I yeah. have him in a few leagues. I think, was it a recent draft for, I got, I know I have like a LaPorta-Higby combo. You know, I like Higby too. I think, you know, with especially if Cooper Cup's out, even if he was there, you know, Higby has worked with Stafford before. They're going to be playing from behind. That defense is atrocious. But yeah, I like LaPorta because I, I think you have to, it's easy for someone to say, oh, rookie tight ends never do well. I think this is a different year for these guys. The reason why rookie tight ends usually don't do well, they're not on the field. Yeah, that's, that, that's a that's a good, that's a big part yeah. of it. But these guys, look, we saw Luke Musgrave play like 90% of the snaps in the preseason. Laporte is going to be a big part of the offense. They're so thin at receiver. They have him on Ross St. Brown, but Jamison Williams suspended, Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones. I mean, there's a big opportunity here for Laporta to have a big role in this offense. And same thing with Dalton Kincaid as well. So I think this is a year that I'm not shying away from rookie tight ends. Again, I think you have to adjust. And it's easy to say, well, rookie tight ends never do well. I mean, we saw Kyle Pitts a couple years ago do well, uh, drafted early. Uh, but, yeah, I think all three of those tight ends could be a factor this year. I mean, especially Kincaid and Laporta. And you can get Laporta as your tight end two in most leagues. Yeah, as tight end three. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, I was able to wait real late. But then again, that was a home league draft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Them cats did put some bread up, but they didn't know what they was doing. I'm glad to take their money. Um. So I told you, right? So then I got, I went Seahawks heavy, right? And then oh, angle influence. I know, right? And then at the time, get my knee pads. And then at the <laughs> top of the draft, right? It's a lot of Devonte Adams and AJ Brown that you know I have them. In, I have, I think I have, I think I have Devonte Adams on three redrafts. I think I got AJ Brown on two. I don't have enough A.J. Brown. I guess because uh, I actually have a lot of Jamar Chase. I guess I got a lot of two. That picks. helps. Yeah. Yeah, that does help. Um, try to think. You know, I don't think I have C.D. Lamb this year. If I do, it's best ball. I definitely don't have him in redraft. I have him in best ball. I don't have him in redraft. I don't have Garrett Wilson. I'm just, and I'm I got bad. Garrett Wilson the other night, son. I can't. I got Garrett Wilson. I got picks. Garrett Wilson twice this week. The last two drafts I had, I took Garrett Wilson at nine and seven. Yeah, he's getting so much hype. Uh you think that's the hard knocks? It's definitely the hard knocks, okay. but I kind of buying into it, son. You know what I'm well, saying? No, like, I do too. Yeah. Look, he was great Super last talented. year with shit quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And now Aaron Rodgers come in, and Aaron Rodgers clearly is enamored with him. And that was the – if there was any concern that you would have is like, okay, is Garrett Wilson going to earn the trust of Aaron Rodgers? We all know if Aaron Rodgers don't trust you, he's not throwing you to football. Yeah. He clearly likes Wilson, has been looking for him. So, yeah, he's – He's going to have a big year, and that's one guy, like, if I had a draft, I kind of wish, like, I, if I do get a draft, I want a back end of the first round so I can take him. 
because I, I might only have him in a best ball. I know I don't have him in a redraft, but again, that's basically where I'm picking. So I kind of wish I had him more. I have some Tyreek Hill, some Chase. I'm trying to think. I guess I haven't had a lot of back-end picks in redraft. Uh, I have a lot of Chris Olave, a lot. And the one guy that I think I have the most of without looking, Christian Watson. If he doesn't have a good year, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, and that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? I know, and I – the problem – I got – so my silver bullet, I took him in round four. I started four straight receivers, and he was there round four. Now, I look back on it, maybe I should have went Burrow to pair with Chase at two, but um, I still got Justin Fields. He's another guy. I have a lot of Justin Fields. Not by design. I got him in best just, ball. I don't have him in redraft. I think I have him it, in one redraft. I've been trying to get the top eight quarterbacks. Me I too. Really don't get, I really don't get Hurts, Mahomes, or Allen. I do have Hurts at a FFWC at 4-7, and that's because, you know, they wait on quarterbacks there even longer than any of the other high-stakes formats. Uh, I have Lawrence quite a bit, uh, little Herbert, but Fields is kind of like the, the last guy of that top tier, so I like getting him. You know he's going to run. He should pass a little bit more with DJ Moore there. You know, he's got DJ Moore, Mooney, and Komet. Uh I know there's still questions about his passing, but again, if he's going to run like he did last year or even come close, I'm good with that. Uh, but yeah, and then my running back exposure is kind of mixed up. I don't have a lot of the elite running backs. I have no McCaffrey. I have a little Bijan. I got Bijan in my home league in round two, so I couldn't pass him up there, which is why I didn't get Garrett Wilson there. Uh, I don't think I have any Pollard, which sucks. I have no. Pollard in two. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, I want some power. I have no Eckler. I have a uh, some Nick Chubb. Jacobs was the no Nick Chubb this year. Yeah, I took him in the GST round two, um, and then Jacobs uh, in that one draft that you live streamed the FFWC where I got him in round five. Yeah. Um, I have some gifts. That's a good one right there, man. One Derrick Henry. It was like the flex league, and I'm still concerned about that only because that offensive line is really I'm bad. Surprised you counted that league. What? Surprise! You counted that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Exit out. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I, let me tell you a player that I got. While you're thinking, I'm curious. I got him on two teams, right? And I'm like, and I think I got him on a ton of best balls. Aaron Jones. I have none this year. And I don't know how I feel about this all of a sudden. As, as we get closer to kickoff, I'm like, why am I seeing Aaron Jones' name all over my roster? I think because he falls. He goes, he falls to usually the fourth. You know, I've always loved Aaron Jones, but, I mean, I guess because Dylan's still there. I, I still think this Packers offense is going to be better than people think. I actually, I like the Packers to beat the Bears here in week one. Yeah, I think the Packers win in week one. I, That's, I give you, I give you a, a, a underdog, a three underdog parlay. The Packers... The Steelers. Steelers. Yep. And it was one more. On the money line, right? Yeah, on the money line. Okay. On money line parlay. Packers, Steelers, I Brown. like those two, so let me see if we can find the third. Browns. Uh, that one worries me a little bit. Why is that? Is that because of their success against the Bengals? Yes, and five and one. Five and one in that last in that in the last mm. six. And the Bengals getting off to those slow starts. Yeah. If that if that line starts to move in my favor on Sunday morning. I'm I'm afraid I'm going to have to do that 
and I'll be screaming at the TV by 1.30. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, come on, Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Finding that third one is difficult. What about Tennessee? Uh, that's not bad. That's not bad, yeah. Because um, I think everyone's on the Saints. Oh, they're at home. Damn, the total in that game is 41? Look at the total in the Commanders and, 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 and Buccaneers. 38. I yeah, mean, well, and, and Cardinals. And here's the thing with that. So usually if you see a low total and a line of seven, you want to take the dog. But how do you feel good taking the Cardinals? You can't even, take the Cardinals, son. Right. We don't even know who their quarterback is. It's probably going to be Dobbs. It might start Clayton Toon. <laughs> yeah. They said they were. he was asked today, who's the quarterback? He said, I ain't telling you so okay, cool. I'm, I'm sure that's really gonna scare Washington. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Josh Dobbs could be headed towards us. I guess the other one is too risky. Those the Dolphins. Yeah, I like the Chargers in that yeah, game because I mean, the Chargers I, I tend to play better let at me home ask you than this. on the road. Okay, let me ask you this: because every year I love the Chargers, and every year they let me down. Does it change this year with a new offensive coordinator and Kellen Moore? No. And they have a lot of talent? No. They just have to fire that coach. You got to fire that coach. Ah, Stanley. Staley. I wouldn't be surprised they fired him in the season. He he got lucky he's there after that debacle to end the year last year. Goodness, that was – I'm so mad I didn't bet that game. I was out at a bar watching it with this girl, and I said, this lead is – she's like, oh, this game's over. I'm like, nah, man, it's the Chargers. This lead's not safe. And I didn't put money down on it. Like an idiot, man. Like an idiot. I did the year – I did the year – remember when the Texans had a huge lead against Kansas City? Like yeah, I remember playoffs. that. I remember that. I bet that. I parlayed it. I did the Chiefs money line with like some other. Uh, it might have been. I don't know if that was. No, it was the playoffs. So it was probably some NBA stuff that I did. But I'm so mad because like we all knew. If you follow football, we all, all knew that the Chargers could blow that game, and I didn't put the money down. Yeah, it's 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 like like certain basketball games. Like if the Clippers get down by 25, I'd be right. like, right, let me let me hit the money line because the Clippers erase big leads all the time. Um, and you know what? It, it, I know live betting, a lot of people probably don't do it yet. But that is a good way to make a profit. Now, you're never, you're not going to hit all these bets. I mean, if teams are down 20 uh, in football or like 15 in basketball, they're not always going to come back. Yeah. But you can get really good odds. And all you need to do is hit like, I don't know, two out of six, and you're going to profit. Yep. Um, let me tell you the players who I um, – don't have, and if I if I have another if I if I, I have to, it would have to be in an auction because it's, it's going to be impossible to do this in the draft, right? But I, if I get another auction, which I might do on Friday before the season starts or Saturday afternoon, right? Tyreek Hill, Bijan Robinson, and Calvin Ridley. Oh, I'm Ridley too. I'm with you. I don't. How do I know I Ridley, bro? How did I let that happen? It's just, I don't have well, not even up. in best ball. I don't have no Ridley. There was a beat Adam Ronis League for the FFWC. He mm. went one twelve. Yeah, yeah, you see, I remember that. I, mean, I remember that was the one I streamed. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh-huh. It was, I was like, wow. So, and then I did a draft recently. I think where I picked two, and I was ready to take Ridley, and he went before me. So yeah, I was I thinking I can get him in. I was like three nine. I was like three seven, three eight, three nine. I was no like, way. I can get him here. No way. Sure, it did not happen. (laughs) Yeah, no chance. I mean, he's one of the biggest risers of the preseason. Um, Because, again, he's sometimes going in the second round. The other factor is, too, uh, some of these receivers are moving up because of the Kelsey, Cooper Cup. Remember Jonathan Taylor was in the second round? He moved down. 
uh, Judy got hurt, McLaurin. So, like, a lot of these guys get pushed up. No, I agree. So, that's what happened. So, if I can get my hands on those three guys, one team, you know what I'm saying? It might be Stars and Scrubs got to pay up for those three guys. But And it was trying. It was in the draft last night, and I'm like, oh, man, this guy come back around, this guy come back around. I just missed on all three of them. You know what I mean? I was able to get somebody last night that I had no exposure to that I felt pretty good about. Let me see if I can pull this team up right quick. That's, that's angle. Let me see if I can pull it up right quick. <laughs> oh, I got Chris Olave. Yeah, I have a lot of Chris Olave. I just only have one Chris Olave share. I got that last night. That's where I went when I missed with Ridley. It was, it was Olave was next. Yes. Uh, I have Olave because, again, I've been picking like two, three, four a lot. So when he comes back, I take him. Um, so, yeah, I have quite a bit of him. I I want more Deontay Johnson and Pickens. I really think this Steelers offense is going to be good. And it's not just because of the preseason. Uh, I just got – the preseason just gave me more encouragement seeing Pickett play better. And we see quarterbacks really make that jump from the rookie year to the second year. I just worry about Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. He sucks. But yep. I'm just hoping that, um, you know, they open a little bit. And Deontay Johnson, yes, he didn't score a touchdown last year, but we know he's going to get – uh, a good target share, and he'll find the end zone like five times. Uh, but I like that Steelers offense. No, definitely, uh, definitely an exciting time of year as we get ready to head into the 2023 season. Get the chance to run this. You know, we talked about fantasy and drafted and and pro, 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 and protagonated and whatever that word is. You know what I'm saying? And did all of that stuff, and now it's time to procrastinate it and whatever, whatever, whatever. And now it's time to put the rubber to the road and put these rosters on the field and see what they can do on our digital screens, you know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely looking forward and excited to another season and looking forward to see the rookies this weekend, but really looking forward to the scores to start to tabulate and then get ready for this fantasy journey, trying to win some championships. Yeah, and there's some good games this weekend. I mean, we kick it off with Lions-Chiefs is intriguing. Bengals-Browns is interesting. Uh, 49ers Steelers looking forward to that game uh, Packers Bears intriguing uh, Eagles Patriots uh, you know Eagles only favored by four I mean that worries me man that seems like a, a trap there for me Dolphins Chargers very exciting and then uh, Cowboys Giants Sunday night I'll be going to that game that's what's up and then Bills Jets on Monday I mean dude the hype on that game there's a lot going crowd, on yeah that crowd's gonna be fired up man so definitely um, looking forward to all of that and looking forward to going through this fantasy season with you guys and helping you guys win your league and stuff like that. We'll be back as we get ready for week number two. But signing off for Adam Rohn, this is Corey Parson, fantasy executive. Fantasy foes, welcome to week one. Good times.